we got the whiteboard back up, so anyway, we can go to Proverbs 9. We talked a little bit last week, like I was saying before, uh, I believe that especially in, in this, the last couple of years, not just what's going on today, but I'm talking in the last couple of years. Uh, everything's going somewhere, it's heading somewhere, and we need his discernment more than we've ever needed it before to find proper direction and what we are to be doing as a congregation, as a community, not only here, but all over. I know uh, like at Jacob's Tent and different places and Halisa and them in Kentucky and different ones, is it's really um, it's a daunting task. Because so many times in the days of old when we were just in church, as we call it, and like I said before, we would always preach about these days are coming, these days are coming. Now that we're right smack dab in the middle of a lot of these days, I mean, because you, you have to think about uh, just real quick, the children of Israel, whenever they were in Egypt and they were in bondage and Moses has not shown up yet. So they knew that there would be a deliverer. They knew there would be a deliverer. They knew they would be a deliverer. And now when the deliverer shows up, there's a lot of questions. Is he the deliverer? Because now their faith, they believe that the deliverer was coming. But now that the deliverer shows up, they didn't recognize him or they, didn't, they wasn't sure. Uh, he threw down his staff and their staffs and his staff ate up their staff, and then it really went to a great place, didn't it? Now they had to go get more straw. They had to go get their own straw, so it was a harder persecution on them. So naturally in their minds, it's like, is he really the deliverer? So what happens is, is even when Yeshua come uh, over 2,000 years ago, and they're all saying, is he the one, is he the one, is he the one? And I made the statement, if you remember a while back, about John the Baptist. John the Baptist is in the river. He's baptizing. And when Yeshua comes, he says, Behold the Son of Elohim, the one who takes away the sin of the world. And then it says, a, He heard from heaven, and a dove came down. But then all of a sudden, he was in prison. And what did he do with his disciples? He sent them to Yeshua to do what? Are you the one? Well, you just made the biggest proclamation uh, in mankind just a few uh, months earlier and now. So what I'm saying is, is it's not so cut and dry that we think we know everything, especially when there's so many voices out there. There's a lot of, lot of people saying a lot of things. And then when you magnify with social media, there's so many voices you hear more than you normally would. So the way of wisdom. When we talk about the seven spirits of the Holy Spirit, and there's, and this is what I wanted to do as we, before we get into the book of Revelation, is contrasting the good lamp with the wicked lamp. We did a little bit last week just as an introduction, but what I want to do today is, is to show you that there is a wisdom that's from above, and as we get here, there's a wisdom that's below. And the thing about it is, is they will both seem like light but how do you tell them apart and that's our job as believers is to be able to know how to tell them apart so in verse 1 in Proverbs 9 it says wisdom has built her house 
In other words, when it's saying wisdom is build our house, we know that, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom should be living in here, and there's house rules. And it says she has hewn seven pillars. Now, that's important, seven pillars. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2 says there's seven spirits of the Holy Spirit. So wisdom has hewn her seven pillars. You can see that the Holy Spirit has the, the seven aspects of how he ministers to us as believers. And how we, are, we have the Torah, but we need his spirit to help us understand what the Torah means. And what he's speaking to us today. What did he say? He says that you do not live by word alone. I'm sorry, you do not live by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceeds out of his mouth. So we see that there's ramas. We see that he does speak to us. But when he speaks to us, how do we know if it's a true word? It lines up with this word. If he speaks to you and says, Thus saith the Lord, we're going on the first day of the week. That is not a true word. Amen. <laughs> because that goes contrary to his word. This is what has happened, I believe, which we always, we know this, that a lot of times people say, well, Yahweh told me this and this and this, but it doesn't line up with his word. Well, I can't help what his word says. I just know what he told me. That's dangerous. Okay, so now that's the difference between what is the wisdom from above and what is the wisdom from the earth. So we see that he has built his house. Wisdom has built her house, and she has hewn seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. Now, what is the beast? She has slaughtered her beast. This is Proverbs 6. This is the wicked lamp. The wicked lamp is anyone that's operating under the what I call the uh, seven unholy spirits which is lying, deceiving, sowing discord, and all the above. And it says this, she has mixed her wine, and she has also set her table. Mixing her wine, how are we to worship Yahweh? Two ways. How are we to worship Yahweh? Spirit and truth. She has mixed her wine. In other words, it's not one or the other, it's both. And so she has mixed her wine. True worshipers worship me in spirit and truth. That's John 4, 23 and 24. And also she has set her table. That's covet loyalty. That's eating. Setting the table, this is where the father sets the table, Shabbat. We'll just use that as an example because we're here. He tells us to come, whether you start on Friday night, whether you're sometime during Shabbat, he sets the table, we come, we make ourselves ready, but he sets the table and the Holy Spirit leads us. Because like I said before, me and Jeremiah talk zero about what songs he's going to sing. I talk zero about what I feel like I'm going to minister. I don't know why we don't do that. We just never have. And, but it is really awesome to see that how a message and how the songs come together with no communication between one or the other. That's where the Spirit is led. And a lot of times, if you notice, tour portions. There's a lot of times in our land where things are happening during what's going on. The tour portions line up with it just like you just can't make this stuff up. And that's, this is how we know because the Father is in the business of making sure that we understand clearly what he's trying to tell us. But it's all the noise. It's all the voices. It's all the distractions that come at us from different angles and gets us sidetracked 
And that's what he's trying to tell us to do is, is we got to stay focused. Guys, I don't know how to say this, but just to say it just as plain as I know how to say it. They were hollering for a deliverer. Moses came, and they didn't know who he was for a period of time. And they fought against the process. Even worse than that, Moses says they will be a deliverer. They will be a prophet like me who will come listen to him. And they didn't listen to him. That's why one of the parables, that's why he said, uh, in the rich man and Lazarus, at the end he said this, he said, you have Moses and the prophets. But you won't listen to him. You're sure not going to listen to one who's what? Been raised from the dead. And guess what? And, that, and it's exactly the truth. Miracles, things that happen, prophecy, prophesying, showing that he would come with healing in his wings. What was Yeshua known for? The healer. He, I mean, everywhere he went, raising the dead, healing people. And yet, and I, I can tell you, they didn't have that going on before he came. You might have had a little bit of healing when the pool was stirred at Shalom, and, you know, where they got into the, the pool. But yet, people, do you really want the return of Yeshua? I do. I want him here. We are in a mess. But there's a process that we have to go through to serve him, and I'm just glad that we're at that time. But he says that she has mixed her wine. She's saying that true worshipers worship me in spirit and truth. She's, always, uh, she's already uh, set her table. That's covenant loyalty, and it's about eating. And then it says this in verse 3, she sent out her young women to call. The young women are the prophets and the ministers. Today it's a five-fold ministry. But it says she sent out her young women to call from the high places in the town. Now the question is, is what is the call? Verse 4. Whoever is simple, let him turn and hear. To him who lacks sense or understanding, she says. Now the simple here are those who are easily persuaded, enticed. The simple, you know, I always say a lot of times I'm a simple man. There's a different word. In other words, I'm just down to earth. And, and down to earth in understanding the Torah and how we apply it. But there is something about the simple here, and they're talking about the one who's easily enticed and is persuaded. What is, uh, there's a scripture that says that, that we're not to be carried away by what? Every wind of what? Every wind of doctrine. So that means that there is every wind of doctrine out there. He wouldn't have made that statement to where we're carried and we're blown to and fro. We're just like, when the wind blows this way, we just go this way a while. The wind blows this way, we go this way a while. No, he sets our sail and keep our eye on the prize of the calling. And it doesn't matter which way the wind blows. We know how to do the sails. And we know that we control the rudder. That if it tries to blow us off course, then we adjust so that it gets that boat on a steady course. Not that we're just drifting all over the place. There was an article, and I forgot to get it. It was on my phone. They are going to institute, they, they're going to institute this um, in Congress. It's a congressman. There's about three or four of them. To totally do away with Christianity and its and its thought and its and its belief, they they uh, they're going to try to bring that up. Now, will they get it up? Will it go through committee? Will it pass and all of that? 
But all I'm saying is, is I'm telling you that there's people out there. I would have never in my days, days, years before ever dreamed that somebody in Congress would try to introduce a bill to do away with Christianity as a whole. I, I mean, that's, I, mean I, I can't even fathom that. But yet, you've got these nutcases that do that. You might have to edit that, but they're nutcases. They're nutcases. Fruit Loops. They named cereal after these people. Amen. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm a little ticked. Just, okay, just to let you know. I, I mean, I, when I read that this morning, you know, I was like one of them little emojis. My whole head came off and stuff was coming out of the top of my head. I was like, I can't believe this. The idiocy of what, of what people think. How in the world? You talking about pride and arrogance? How in the world do you think that we became a great nation? It ain't because we were a great people. It's because of him. It's because the founders and these people said, you know what? We're going to have to do it his way. Now, they wasn't perfect people. We understand that. But they said that we have to do it his way, and they put his laws, and they put, I mean, they go through the Constitution, and they grab this from the Scriptures, and they grab it from the Scriptures because without this, look, and they're right about one thing. The Constitution that we live under today, without being a believing Christian, uh, Judeo-Christian nation, however you want to say it, that Constitution is trash because it's for a believing people that have moral and has a moral compass and they, we have a king and we have a leader and that we are to love our neighbor and we're to love him. That's what our Constitution was based off of. Now, you're going to go and bring in all the other nations and all the other religions, it ain't going to work. It just ain't going to work. And they know it's not going to work and they don't want it to. But I will tell you this, you will end up a third world country in a heartbeat when all of this happens. But yet, wisdom sends out her young to call. There's a call. We are, we are ministers, and we have this to be calling to the simple. Whoever is simple, turn in here. Salvation and righteousness. Turn in here because we have a message. To him who lacks understanding, she says. You know, understanding is one of the seven pillars of the, of the uh, righteous lamp of the Holy Spirit. Other, with, you know, with knowledge and power and counsel, and the fear of Yahweh. Verse 5, this is prophetic. Come, eat of my bread, and drink of my wine that I have mixed. Well, where have we heard this before? Yeshua. And in 1 Corinthians, you don't have to turn there. I just wrote it down. I'm just going to read it. This one verse stay there because I'm going to, you stay in Proverbs 9. But this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 10, 16. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the participation of the blood of Messiah? And the bread that we break, is it not the participation of the body of Messiah? So come in here, eat of my bread and drink of my wine. This talk drink of. Now verse 6, it says this, and this is one of the calls. It says, leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of understanding. Now listen, leave your simple ways. This is what wisdom is calling to those who, are, who do not believe. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the ways of understanding. So here's the message here. And this has been the message from the very beginning. Wisdom calls, but the simple must respond by leaving sin and walking in his ways. The message is no different since the fall of Adam 
in the garden. Wisdom has been calling us back to the garden. Wisdom has been calling us back to his ways and to communion with him. But yet we have to eat of the bread and we have to drink of the wine. We have Pesach that will be coming up soon. This is what this is all about. There is a way to get back. You have something? Amen. Well, I'm in, glad it's good. Get the, the Holy Ghost, girl. <laughs> in, um, in my scripture, it says, leave the simple ones and live. Amen. Leave the simple, simple ones. ones. That's right. The ones full of folly. Great. Amen. That's right. And because then that would match up with do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Leave the simple ones. That's right. That's right. Amen. Very good. So what I'm seeing here is this, that wisdom has a job. And wisdom's job is, is wisdom is calling for us to get back in communication, get back into the garden where we can walk in the midst of the garden and we can hear our Father. We need to be hearing what Yahweh is speaking and not what people are speaking. What does sayeth him in, in every one of the places in, in Revelation when he talks to the seven congregations, at the end after he tells the congregation, this I have against you, this I'm for you with. But at the end, he always says what? He who has an ear, hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the congregations. This is the message to us today that we need to hear the Father is speaking to us. The Father, Father is not just speaking to River of Life. He's speaking to the world. He's speaking to every community, whether they're home fellowship, it doesn't matter. For those, the saints, Remember who the saints are? We talked about this on uh, Wednesday night with our uh, Defenders of the Faith class with some of the young ones and the parents. Re uh, Revelation 14, 12. And this is why I say, who are the saints? Now, we were playing back and forth, but guys, I am, I'll just, and I said this there, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not the judge. I'm not Yeshua. Okay, and y'all can, y'all see that. Okay. So, but I'm not the judge, but here's the thing. If the scripture says, because we said this, Revelation 1, 1, and 2 said this is the revelation of Yeshua the Messiah that Elohim gave him, and the angel ministered to John and he wrote it down. So this is the, this is the revelation of Yeshua himself. This is not Paul's, this is not, you can't be blaming some of these guys that they didn't know what they were talking about. This is Yeshua himself. And he says who the saints are. I don't, I don't get to tell you who the saints are. But he says the saints are those who keep the commandments of Yahweh and have the testimony of Yeshua. That's what Yeshua said. That's what the scriptures say, and that's what the Holy Spirit says. And he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the communities. That's what this is about. And you know what? I can read this to somebody, and you know what they'll say? Well, are you trying to tell me? I ain't trying to tell you squat. It ain't me. I'm reading it. I'll tell you what you do. I'll give you the Bible, and then you read it. And if you read that same scripture, then I'm going to say, what are you saying? It ain't about what I'm saying or what you. We need to get what we're reading. And if the definition that a saint are those who keep the commandments and have the testimony of Yeshua, that's what a saint is. I can't make you feel better that you don't do one or the other. That's deceiving. And I'm going to show you that in just a minute in James. We have to get on board to what he's doing because he is doing something and he's doing it fast and he's bringing this thing together. 
And we're going to be colliding with this world head on. And when we're colliding with this world head on, we better know and we better understand who a saint is because I'm telling you, Revelation 12 tells you that whenever the dragon, whenever Satan could not get a hold to the man-child, he went after the woman and those who keep the commandments and have the testimony of Yeshua. That's who he's coming after. Hello, you might as well look at yourselves. Look at your neighbor because if you're walking and if you're holding on to the Torah and you're holding on to the testimony of Yeshua, Satan is coming for us. And all over, and, you, and if you don't like that and if you're scared, then go back to Sunday, go back to Easter, go back to Christmas and you do it. No, you need to get tighter because it ain't any good out there. You're going to end up in the lake of fire if you go backwards. You can't do that. He has called us to a higher purpose. Not just, look, he called Moses. Moses didn't want to go. You know, but yet he said, what? You're going. I don't want to go. I can't talk. You're going. Finally had to tell him to shut up. I'm bringing somebody here. He'll be your mouthpiece. But guess what, big dog? You're going. So the thing about it is, if he's called us according to his purpose, guys, we might as well go. Because the alternative is not good. And here's the thing. We have different ways that we believe things and we think about things. We do. But we have to learn to put these differences behind us and get in this word and march on and be in a cod, a oneness, an a cod, a unity to be able to do something. I tell you what, I'm just telling, I'm just, I was ticked. I've been ticked this week. When you're going to sit there and tell me you're going to send our National Guard to Washington, D.C., and you're going to let them sleep in a garage, and then you're going to try to tell them that, well, we need to vet some of these people because I think they're white supremacists. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're going to call. These people are serving our country. They are dying. They've been over in Afghanistan. They've been over in Pakistan and Dekistan and Yukistan and Loosedale stand. They've been all over to the stands over there. They've been shot at. Legs and eyes knocked out and limb. And these are veterans. And these are people who are keeping us safe. They're keeping the enemy over there so they're not over here in our doorstep. And these crazy people that's in office now are opening the borders because they want us to all come in here. I'm ticked. But the thing about it is, that's right. But here, here's the deal. And you're going to mistreat them. And you're going to vet them. And are y'all crazy? Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. The answer is yes. But what I'm saying is, is do we have this thing flipped or what? The very people that's going to sit there and guess what? You sit there and you so stinking worried about your own little thing going on. And guess what? These are the people that's standing between the guns and you. While you're sitting in the house over there, they're the ones that it's all camouflaged out, standing to protect you, and all you're doing is criticizing them. We messed up. Understand this. There's a wisdom from above, and there's a wisdom from this earth, and the wisdom from this earth is demonic. And that is demonic as it can be. When people will sit there and call them up there to protect them and then dog them like that. We had to take one congressman that just got in there He's in a wheelchair, and he goes, buys tons of pizzas to feed these guys and these ladies. That's right. Yeah, Trump put them up in his hotel. I'm just saying this is the, this is the craziness that we got in this world. I don't know how I got there. But here's the deal. 
I'm telling you, wisdom is calling the simple in their ways. And there's a lot of simple people out there that's been deceived. They're being deceived. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Because this is important. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 11. Whatever I got written up here, don't worry about what I say. Just go by the board. Because the board is right. I'm just going to read Proverbs 9, 10. I didn't go there. Y'all keep, y'all stay in, friends, y'all know it. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge is of the Holy One is understanding. You're going to see in this, in this lamp, in, this, in the seven spirits, these seven pillars. The fear of Yahweh is one of the pillars. And it ties to wisdom. Knowledge ties to understanding. We have to have this in our life so that we'll be able to discern what's going on today. Amen. Remember. Okay, now listen. Now, we're in 2 Corinthians. Paul is writing a letter. He has, he has wrote a letter to them. And he is discussing a situation. And he's telling them because there's people that's come in there. And they, they're, they look like angels of light, but they're not. So what they're doing is, is they're sowing discord. And they're trying to tell them something contrary to the original gospel that Paul and Peter and all of them were teaching. Okay, this is what is happening here. But what I'm saying is, is we got to understand this. This is the same as what's going on today. There's a lot of people claiming to be on your side. And they're not on your side. There's a lot of people now, all of a sudden, I guess I'm doing my thing. Here's the deal. Four years, four years, we've had... No unity. And people berating a certain group of people. But now that these people are in control, they want unity. Understand this. Unity, what they want is, is you to do and believe exactly. They want you to believe in abortion. They want you to believe in gays. They want you to believe in homosexual. They want you to believe all of the sin. They want you to believe that. And now we can call it unity. That is Bad, nasty wisdom. That is earthly wisdom. Do what? That's right. People don't stand up. But we need to. We got to. So here's what's happening. I just wanted to bring this out because I know he's addressing something, but I want you, this is what's happening at this moment. Man is man. Okay? There's... Solomon said this, and he was right. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. They just dress it up with ketchup, a little mayonnaise, a little mustard, a little tomato. They, they can hide it. But I'm like the old woman in the Wendy's commercial. Where the beef? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you don't have the beef, it ain't a hamburger. You can dress it up all the other ways, but you need the beef. That's right. Yeah, they'll give you bologna sandwich. Uh, let me tell, let me let me just say this. You go you go to and I said this before. Go to Walmart and get you some beef chili. Read the ingredients before you eat it, because pork's in there. Beef, pork. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I wanted beef chili. There's a reason why I said I want beef chili. If I want vegetarian, 
beans, refried beans that we do. I don't want meat in there. I don't want lard in there. But see, they don't care. Just eat it. That's what's coming down the pipe. I don't care. Just eat it. If I got to put it in my mouth, if I got to put it in your shoulder in a shot, just eat it. That's what they're trying to tell you to do. Just shut up and eat it. No, we ain't going to shut up and eat it. Amen? Because the Father, look, we, we have a king. Our king is Yahweh. We just need to be focused on what he's doing for us in our life. Amen? Okay, this is, listen to Paul. He says, what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boast mission or their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do. Okay, I want I get, get it now. So Paul is saying there's some people that's claiming and boasting that we're saying the same thing, that we're doing the same thing, our ministry's the same, everything's the same. So listen to us. And Paul is telling them, he's writing this letter to them, and he's saying, um, we got a problem here. Verse 13, and he don't mix words, all in the name of unity. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of the Messiah. There are a lot of people out there disguising themselves of wanting us to do and that, that the Father has called them according to the purpose and brought. And, and, and they're not. Remember, this is now here. What is a saint? The definition by Yeshua himself is one who keeps the commandments and has the testimony of Yeshua. That's who a saint is. You can wrestle with that all you want to. I'm just telling you that's who a saint is. Because that's what the word says. I have no opinion about that. I don't try to explain it. I don't try to sugarcoat it. I don't try to make somebody feel better. I can't do that. All I can tell you is what his word says. This is important. Do you know this is this all of this is life and death. This is life and death. This is not about first grade, second grade. This is not about your job. This is not about if you're an electrician, you want to become a plumber. That's not what this is about. This is life or death. This is about being in the kingdom forever. This is about standing before our Father when the, and, and when He opens that book, our names need to be in there. That's what this is about. This is where we have to stand up for what is right. We have to know, are we going to be in this book? Are we going to play all of these charades and these, these games? And there's all these people trying to tell us all of these little things well, you don't really have to do this no more because Yeshua died or Jesus died, and so you don't have to eat right anymore. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, homosexuality, you know, he loves them like he loves everybody else, and on and on and on and on. Well, let me tell you in the New Testament what he says about homosexuality. He says, because they would not retain me in their knowledge, I turned them over to a reprobate mind. And he says, I called... Men to have unnatural relationship with men and women with women and both of them with beasts. That's what Yeshua said. And boy, that ain't pretty. But the thing about it is, 
Do you think that you would ever have that debased thinking? Get rid of his knowledge, and I promise you, you will go down that road. You will go down that road because I'm telling you, where have we seen this before? Nebuchadnezzar? I don't know how long, what long. Better not be prideful and think you've done all of this. I don't know how long, what long. And he said, you know what, look what all I built. He grazed him for seven years. Don't think that you can't be turned over to a debased mind. Don't think that you can. It's by his grace you're saved. It's by your grace. It's by his grace that we can serve him and we can. It's by his grace. But I can tell you this. You get away from this word. You get away from eating it and living it and understanding. You start getting in this word and you start saying things in this word that it doesn't say. You're starting to slide. That's how important this is. This is, this is eternity that we're talking about. Guys, this ain't about today. This is about eternity. That's how important this is for us. I have the, the, the thing that worries me. Well, I don't want to say worry. I'm going to say worry. I don't mean worry. But I do not want to be a person standing up here in this position and lead anybody astray. Because if, you, if, if I say something, do something, whatever, and it causes somebody to stumble, the Scripture says that ain't good for me. It ain't good for you if you cause one of these little ones to stumble. The Word says what it says, and I'm just saying it says what it says. And I'm, am I saying to you that, that I'm perfect? No, absolutely not. Tammy will tell you that. But I have to repent and I have to get my act together. I have attitudes sometimes. This last week with all the crap, I get ticked a little bit. I get hung up between Jesus and John Wayne sometimes. The thing is, I just need to stay more on the Yeshua side than the John Wayne side. But sometimes we get that way because it's so stinking frustrating when people are trying to force you to think and believe a certain way when I'm not trying to make them and force them to believe a certain way. I come to them and I'll say, hey, look, you miserable. You know, do you know Yeshua? Do you know him? I mean, you got all these million problems. You want to commit suicide? Well, I can, I can share somebody with you that will bring life to you and bring life more abundantly to you, and he will change your life to where you're not thinking about committing suicide no more. Guys, let me tell you something. When suicide rate in the church is as high as it is, there's a problem. There's a problem. Because what, is, what does that tell you? That tells you they, they really don't believe that he's got this. They're checking out. You ain't got this. And, and that's the travesty. And we got people in the pulpit that won't say the truth to the people and say, you know what a saying is? The saying is, is one, were you trying to tell me I can't eat shrimp? Yahweh did. Yahweh just flat said, it's not designed for food. I'm sorry. Did I like fried shrimp? I'm telling you I did. I'd dress up like a shrimp if I could get a free platter. thing about it is, I love you. I love crab claws. I love these things. I'm just saying. Crab, I mean, uh, what, crawfish boils? Man, I was your friend. I didn't ever, I ain't never been to your house before, but they boiling crawfish. We pull in there. I'm just saying, but when I learned this, I didn't like this. I'm being honest. I didn't like it. I went through every loophole in there. 
I went through the prophets. I said, surely the prophets changed it somewhere. I go through everything, but find out. But you know what? This is not an IRS book. It doesn't have loopholes. It flat tells you the Father has house rules. Wisdom has seven pillars in her house, and these seven pillars are solid, and they are immovable, and they're always the same. Amen. You can't be moving this stuff all around. He's not a moving target. If he's the same yesterday and today and forever, we just love it and embrace it. So he tells them, false prophet, deceitful worker, or workman, I'm sorry. Verse 14, it says, no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Verse 15, so it is no surprise that his servants also, what? Disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Now listen, in them three scriptures, 13, 14, 15, the word disguise or disguising is used at least once in each time. So it's telling you what? That there's a lot of people disguising themselves and trying to operate according to what the word is saying, but not doing the word. They're trying to make it like they're doing that. We read last week, Proverbs 6, 15, it said that these people, these, these worthless, wicked people, they're in, they would be breaking, they would be broken in a moment beyond healing. And then, let me read the rest of the scripture in 15. So it's no surprise that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Now, Paul is talking about people here now. He's talking about these people that came into Corinth and has been teaching against Yahweh and the gospel. He's calling them out here. Because this, he says, their end will correspond to their deeds. Luke 6.43 said this, Yeshua said this, A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. This is wisdom. We will know them. You will know me. You will know one another by the fruit that they bear or by the deeds that they bear. They can sit up there and they can put on all the Christian robes they want to, but they cannot, they cannot produce good fruit because it's not in them because they're not a good tree. Amen? And that's what he's trying to say, and he's calling it like it is. He's letting these people know. Let's go to James 3, and we'll finish here. James 3.13, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? There's a reason why James asked that question. He says, by his good conduct, in other words, it's almost like a good tree will produce good fruit, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. We've been studying sometimes about meekness. What do the meek do? They inherit something. They inherit the earth. Not this sorry thing we got going on here, but they inherit the new heavens and the new earth. They will inherit the earth. Amen? Verse 14, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. Now, I want you to, to understand this. We need to take inventory. Are we jealous? Do we have bitter jealousy? Or do we have selfish ambition? In other words, is it more about me than we? If it's more about me than we, that's selfish ambitions. Because it's about a body. 
It's about what I can do to help share and help you. Because you know what? I have fruit that you need of. But guess what? I can't bear fruit that I need. You bear that fruit because I need you. The Father made it that way. He made it so that we would depend upon one another, that we, we, we need one another. So I bear fruit that you need. You bear fruit that I need that way that I need you. I need you guys. I hate it, but you need me. But we need one another. That's what this is about. This is why it's so important as a body ministry. That's why he's talking about bearing fruit, doing good deeds. What is the Torah all about? The Torah is about a family, land, and a house. That's what it's about. It was that way in the beginning. Brad Scott teaches that. Excellent revelation. What we do is, is you start adding to that, you muddy the waters. Because why, when they ask Yeshua, what is the greatest commandment? He said, what? Love the Father with all your heart, soul, and mind, and do what? Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, all the Torah hinges, all the law and the prophet hinge. In other words, they hang. In other words, the curtain rod holder is love the Father, love your neighbor, and then... Because if you don't have that, guess what? None of the rest of the Torah is going to mean anything. You're just checking off boxes. Yeah, I did this today. Yeah, I did that today. Yeah, I prayed for so-and-so today. But I can tell you this. If you're checking off boxes, you're not praying with meaning. And he ain't hearing you. Because you're just going through something to say, well, I got to do this. No. We do this because this is who we are. We love it. You know, we're praying for the people that are sick in this community because I miss them. I miss them, and I love them. And you know what? They're hurting, so I'm hurting. That's what this is about. It has to be that way. You just can't say, oh, well, that's not the way this is. Because I need them. When the Father places people in a community, He places them because they have certain talents. They have certain giftings, and they have certain callings. And we need you. If you're called here, we need you. But guess what? We can all, we can be a me and not a we, and we can check out. But if you check out, then all of a sudden you will know the Father will replace you. Because he knows that we have to have certain talents in a community to function and, and to be able to do what we need to do. Because I want to tell you something about checking out. I have seen this. This has broken my heart over the years. I have seen people from different places check out. And when they check out, they get to a place they can't find their way back. And I've seen that. Where have we seen that before? When the children of Israel came out of Egypt. They got tired of the journey. They got tired of the wilderness. They said, you know what? We have manna and we have water because the rock came from the water. And, and the manna came down what? What did I say? The water came from the rock. Thank you. And the manna came down from heaven. Did it not? It did. But I'm telling you, when that cloud moved, do you think that rock stayed there? Absolutely not. That rock moved. Now, you've got to understand, out of that rock came water. And there's enough water for, what, two, four million people. That's a lot of water. I mean, they had a, and, and so that didn't dry up overnight. But I can tell you that whenever they left, the manna stopped and the water dried up. And they died in the wilderness, according to the word. The thing about it is, this is why we got to know when Yahweh moves, we need to move. 
Because he's the one that's feeding us with this manna, and he's the one that's feeding us with the water. And if we don't move when he says move, and you just say, well, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm tired of moving. Well, you're just going to die right where you're at because there's nothing there for you. He didn't promise that if you're going to stay and be rebellious that he was going to feed you. i got to get going here. <clears throat> so he talks about selfish ambition. We need to make sure that it's a we more than a me. He said, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. You've got to let this sink in. There is a wisdom of this earth. It is unspiritual, and it is demonic. Define that how you want to. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, you tell me that there's not some selfish ambition north of here in Washington? There will be disorder in every vile practice. There will be chaos, and there's chaos. Confusion. See, jealousy and selfish ambition, if it exists, these are the wicked and the worthless persons that it talks about in Proverbs 6, 12. Verse 17 and 18, we'll finish with these two. It says, but the wisdom that is from above, this is how you know if you're operating in the proper wisdom. He gives you a definition and he gives you. It's first pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle, open to reason. Not mind shut off because we know everything. Full of mercy and good fruits because a good tree will bear good fruits. Impartial and sincere. And he says this, and a harvest, and you know what harvest means? Harvest just means gathering. It's agricultural. It's gathering. And a harvest or a gathering of righteousness is sown in peace by those, these people, these people who make peace. That's sort of like the Beatitudes, isn't it? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will what? What? That's right. Can you imagine how, I mean, everything is in here laid out. Will, wisdom builds her house. This house will look like this book. Amen? She mixes her wine. The saints will worship. In spirit and truth, she sets her table. We're going to eat of this word. Regardless of what it says, we're going to eat of this word and we're going to enjoy it. Passover, there's bitter herbs. And we do that, why? Because he says to do it. And it's to remind us what? Of bondage and in the, in the, in the deceitfulness and all of that and the badness of sin. Wisdom sends out her young women and wisdom calls. There's a calling that happens. And I just pray that we can hear the call. And I pray that we can understand that there's a wisdom that's of this earth. And that is demonic. And there's a lot of that going on. But we need to be able to hear the wisdom, hear the call. He who hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the congregation. Amen. Redeemer of Zion. The glory of Zion.